Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lumbar Trucking Podcast for episode six. It's really good to be talking to you all again. I know it's been a while. I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. I know I did. When I was a kid, I always looked forward to the day where I'd own my own house and be able to host Thanksgiving ourselves. And although immediate family was not in Texas with my wife and I for the holiday, we had, uh, I think, almost 20 people of our new friends and family who live in the Austin area. They came over and we had a great time. We deep fried the turkey, nothing blew up. And, you know, it's, it's good to be home. You know, I was out on the road for about two and a half weeks and I've been looking forward to it for so long. I hope you all had similar experiences. Uh, I do apologize for not dropping an episode as often as I'd like. I, I am flattered when I'm reached out to by friends of mine and other people saying uh, that, you know, hey, when's the next one? When's the next one? And, and, and I feel guilty whenever somebody asks because I know I advertise that I want to release an episode weekly. And I kind of wanted to touch base on that really quick. And ideally, as a goal, I would like to release as much content as possible as, as often as possible. Two to four times a month would be the best. My schedule is tough. Obviously, you know, I do a lot of driving upwards of over 3000 miles a week. I get in a lot of fitness. I cook all my own meals. And then when I am home, I, I like to spend time with my wife and you know, our two wonderful pets, Ella and Charlie. And I like to hang out with my friends and have fun just like everybody else. And until I actually started making a podcast, you realize that it actually does take a lot of work. And I give credit to anybody out there who makes content, whether it be on Instagram or their podcasts of their own. And uh, so I'm just here to tell you that I will be doing my best to make content for you guys. Recently, I was listening to a podcast called Over the Road by another driver who calls himself Long Haul Paul, and it's a short series, actually. It has a beginning and an end where it basically gives a synopsis of the history of truck driving in America and talks about Long Haul Paul's experiences, and he talks about some of his favorite truck stops on I-75 in Kentucky, and he interviews other drivers. There's a few topics I highly recommend, and I'm going to touch base on it again at the end of the episode. But basically, my podcast is not going to have, uh, it had a beginning, but it, I don't see an end with it. Like I said, I'm using this platform as a way to have a conversation with friends I haven't spoken to in a long time, or just anybody I've met along the way, and also as a way to make some new friends. Uh, that's it's almost in a way you can call this podcast a, a little bit of therapeutics. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm alone out here on the road for, for the most part. And, you know, there's always a, a thirst for human interaction. I don't know how to reach out to people all the time, but I figure I just instead of trying to, you know, shoot in the dark, you know, this is just a way to have the conversation I want to have with you just in a platform to where I can have it with with everybody so i do appreciate all of you who have been listening so far i got a lot of good feedback on the episode regarding president jfk and if you know me and you've hung out with me you know that that podcast is kind of what uh, a relationship or a friendship with me looks like you know if you were hanging out whether it be on my old front porch in west haven or we're at the bar or we're at your house or you know, somebody's basement, uh, you know that a conversation could very well begin with talking about Napoleon, and it very well may go down every avenue you can imagine ending with aliens. <laughs> uh, 
and that's just uh that's just who i am as a person and that's kind of what happens when you're hanging out with with mike lombard and talking is we're gonna we're gonna go back a thousand years we're gonna go a thousand years into the future and that's another thing that i wanted to do with this this podcast is be able to have those conversations again because i'm not in a position anymore to have those conversations as often as i would like now i want to continue along with the story i we last left off with me leaving pam transport and i got a job with a new company named rnr solutions and enough distractions enough getting off the uh where the conversation had started which was talking about my trucking career like i said conversations they'll start one place we go a million different places and then we got to get finally round ourselves back together and get back to the point let's get back to where i am currently in my trucking career who am i driving for what's what's the company what's what's next what lies in the road ahead and so without further ado let's get right into it currently the company i drive for is rnr solutions we're headquartered in gravit arkansas and this is coming right from our website here rnr solutions was founded in 1997 as rnr packaging as a packaging company and here's the description right here from concept to customer rnr solutions is a solutions concierge dedicated to the success of your projects and your business operating since 1997 we're a family-owned woman-owned veteran-owned organization that has the experience and the capacity to grow your business in every way that matters to you okay so what does that mean and how do you drive a truck for a company that seems to not even really mention trucking in that description basically you're right rnr solutions is not a trucking company that's not where they started with they started with simply packaging items for other companies and then sending them out third party so what does rnr solutions do it breaks it down to about four different things one of the things is it asset disposition so what is that and the short term is we take some of your old IT equipment and we can get rid of it. What does that mean? Basically, some of your old technology that's in your office building or your store, you're not going to take that stuff and just throw it away. You spent a lot of money at the time of when that stuff was relevant and not outdated and or repl or replaced by something else or better technology. You're not just going to toss it. There's a lot of technology in that equipment that you're not just going to dump in some landfill. You can get your money money back for that. And there's a whole market for it. And R&R Solutions is a company that, that'll do that. For example, say you're Walmart, you're replacing your new self-checkout machines, or you're replacing your old self-checkout machines, I'm sorry, with new ones. What are you gonna do with the old ones? You're just gonna toss them? Absolutely not, you can repurpose them. R&R Solutions will take those for you and will repurpose them and figure, out, figure it out from there. Moving forward from IT asset disposition, we also do manage solutions. So basically, RNR Solutions will do some project management for your company and help you. Like it said in the description, a solutions concierge, so to speak. The next thing RNR Solutions has is warehousing. So at our headquarters in Gravit, Arkansas, as well as seven miles north in Knoll, Missouri, we have warehouses for other companies' inventory. We will take things in. We can do all the inventory management for you, all the UPC stickers, you name it. R&R Solutions will do that for other companies. Then lastly, you get into where I come in, logistics. 
So we'll do forward logistics, and this is right from the website. R&R Solutions extensive fleet services are designed to provide your business with fast, cost-effective logistics options, no matter the product or the destination. With the ability to deliver merchandise anywhere and everywhere, your goods are free to move from point A to point B at the drop of a hat with visibility provided along the entire way. Whether you're delivering to distribution centers, stores, or directly to your end user, our fleet has you covered. The next is reverse logistics. R&R Solutions helps companies plan and execute strategies to manage their products beyond manufacturing and final sale. These processes can include repair, warranty recovery, redistribution, value recovery, end of life recycling, or any combination thereof. So that kind of gets back into some of your managed solutions or project management and your IT asset dispositions. Pretty cool. I was fascinated to hear about it myself and almost didn't understand it. If you go back to where we were in the story, how I came across R&R Solutions in the first place, because I can tell you, it's it, I didn't find them, R&R Solutions found me. If you're out there driving on the highways right now, you'll probably notice there's a lot of tractor trailers, specifically on the trailer that mentions, you know, we're hiring drivers, we're hiring owner operators. Every trucking company is, is hiring. We're at a point in time in this country where we're facing supply chain issues. We have companies that are going through driver shortages. A lot of the reason why there's so many driver shortages is some want more money, some are going owner operator, some are quitting because the job is too difficult as it is. But some of these companies face a lot of high turnover because there's so much competition in the market. Okay, so let me get back and reiterate how R&R Solutions found me. If you remember from a couple episodes ago, I was driving for PAM Transport. I was pulling Walmart trailers out of a Walmart distribution center in New Braunfels, Texas. I was in Waco. I was going in that DC. This other driver was coming out. We ended up striping, striking up a conversation. Now, let me say something real quick. When you have conversations with other drivers out there on the road and they're starting to talk to you about the company that they drive for, odds are all they're trying to do is to recruit you so they can get some sort of referral bonus. Because there's some companies out there where if you can get drivers to come over, they'll give you a 15, 18, a PAM transport, for example. If I got another driver to come drive it with PAM, they'd give me an $1,800 bonus just for a driver referral. So that's why a lot of guys are out there doing that. It's also why a lot of truck drivers do things like have podcasts and YouTube channels <laughs> and talk about their trucking career and be a little honest because guys will watch those YouTube videos and then go drive for those companies. And then those drivers get <laughs> referral bonuses. But like I said, I'm getting a little off topic. We were just having a conversation. And instead of telling me about what his company pays or home time or anything, he's not giving me any of the details about driver you know about the benefits of driving for this company he's just talking about what the company does and you know we're just shooting the shit blah 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 and then he leaves me the contact information man he leaves me the contact information he's like hey you know if you're interested you look like a guy who deserves a good opportunity there you go and if you remember from episode one and when i talked to you about how i joined the marines my friend kevin he never once mentioned the the you know joining the Marine Corps to me or pitching it to me. He just had a conversation with me and then left me with the business card. So if you want to sell me anything, just look back at that strategy and I'll probably I'll probably go ahead and, and buy it from you. Okay, so I make the decision to leave PAM Transport and go to R&R Solutions. Let me give you the entire synopsis of how it's gone so far because I can tell you, I believe that I'm a very lucky guy 
when I look at myself personally, do I think I'm somebody who deserves a good opportunity? I don't know, because I, I don't know what that looks like. But I'm very glad I bumped into Brad that day, because off the cuff, R&R Solutions has turned out to be the type of company that I believe any driver, if they're going to be a company driver, should want to drive for. So what happened? Okay. Our company is headquartered in Gravit, Arkansas, like I had mentioned. How am I going to get up to Gravit? Now, some companies, they will get you into a rental car or they'll give you a bus ticket. Basically, that's it. And that's how they'll get you to whatever training facility you need to go to or one of their terminals. What R&R did is they had a driver scheduled about a week in advance to where on his regular duties as a driver he was going to be in a position to pick me up and then he was going to bring me back that's awesome cost me no money out of pocket i'm able to bring all of the stuff that i need to bring into my future truck simple as that and at the time the person who picked me up was actually going to be my trainer it ended up not being him long story short it's just his schedule didn't line up with going out with a trainee for a couple of weeks. So anyways, he picks me up. It's a gentleman, I believe his name was Chris, and we had a great ride up. And this guy talked to me about how he'd been driving for, you know, almost 20 years. And he was he was kind of hyping me up on R&R. He's like, hey man, I, you're gonna learn this for yourself, but you're gonna realize that, you know, you're gonna be driving for a company that's, you know, it it is, I want, you know, you're gonna know everybody's names there. You know, I don't, he goes, he's like, I don't want to say it's going to be like a family, but you're going to like everybody up there. Everybody's kind of on the same team. Like you're not a number and he's driving that home with me. And I'm kind of just taking that as it is. And that's cool because, Hey, you know, nobody wants to talk down. You know, he's, I'm a new employee. He's not going to tell me what sucks, you know, and tell me how much I'm going to hate it. So, but I'm taking it as it is. I, you know, I really appreciated his good time. We went up. So to get from Gravit, Arkansas, to where I live in Texas, you go up 35, right to Dallas-Fort Worth area, and then you get on US 75 North, and you take that for 200 some odd miles, and then you get on US 412 East, and then you'll pick up an Arkansas State Route North, and you will get right up to Gravit, Arkansas. He drops me off, and then that's when I actually had a few days because my actual trainer was resetting his clock. So I got up there, and I wasn't going out right right away. I thought I was. And I was like, ah, okay, so this is the catch. This is where I'm going to run into this thing. But that's not what happened. I, I went up there. I met everybody. I had a tour of the whole facility. I met the logistics manager, all of the dispatchers. I met HR. I had to do some HR training things, fill out some paperwork. Everyone was really great. But then I was as the end of the day was approaching, I was like, okay now where am i going to go from here if i'm not getting on board with a truck and at the end of the day hr is like here are the keys to a minivan we have you a hotel booked in bentonville arkansas come in at this time tomorrow you're going to do this and this was on a wednesday so i had to basically spend i got up there on a tuesday i had to go back on wednesday all day i'm going to do hr stuff training videos a little bit of a written knowledge test kind of go through that motion and i'm like minivan so they get let me use the company car a nice hotel in bentonville bentonville is a nice town like i had mentioned that's the or i hadn't mentioned it but it is the headquarters of 
Walmart. So I go, I stay there. I go back the next day. I go through a whole day of that. Next day's th- Thursday. I'm like, okay, so am I going to go out Thursday? No, I ended up actually doing an entire day with one of their local drivers. So our company has two trucks that don't have a sleeper and they do deliveries kind of locally throughout the region. It's a day cab and it was my first time getting to drive another manual since my CDL test and I was pumped. And I went out with that driver for an entire day and we just had a blast. You know, I had so much fun being able to drive that. It's a Volvo itself, but it's like 15 years old and it's at 10 speed. And I just had a blast ripping around Arkansas and a little bit of Missouri, going to some of their local customers, moving stuff back and forth and getting to meet another employee of the company. Friday rolls around. I meet my trainer. His name's Brian. First load we're getting, we're going out to Southern California. And I'm like, hell yeah. I haven't been on I-40 in a minute. I haven't been across the desert in quite some time. I was excited. I was like, finally, I'm getting back out there. I'm getting back out over the road. And this is where I want to start to kind of get into detail about what the company does coupled along with the driving. But first, basically me and Brian, my trainer, we go out for two weeks. Everything goes smooth. We do two back-to-back trips to the West Coast. It was awesome. He gave me a lot of valuable information. I still text him. He's a great driver, even better coworker. I'm, I'm glad to have gone out with him for the two weeks I did. It definitely set me up for success. So driving for r Solutions, what do we do? What am I doing? Kind of what, what, are we, what are we hauling? So one of our biggest customers is Walmart. And like I mentioned earlier, those self-checkout machines. That's a big thing I'll do is we'll go to Walmart stores and I'll pick up some old self checkouts that Walmart's getting rid of. And I'll bring them back to either Greenfield, Indiana, to one another Walmart distribution center or return center, or we bring it back to our company. Another thing we do is we haul stuff for McKee Foods. McKee Foods has a Little Debbie's plant in Gentry, Arkansas. And my God, does it smell so goddamn good. That whole town smells like a fucking Cinnabon, man. Let me tell you, your stomach rumbles when you go into McKee Foods. Basically, we'll take Little Debbie's from Gentry, Arkansas, McKee Foods facility to one of their facilities in Collegedale, Tennessee, which is just east of Chattanooga. I've also hauled stuff back. I've taken flour right from downtown Chattanooga and brought it back to McKee for McKee to use that flour to make more, you know, Little Debbie donuts and cupcakes and other products like that. Another company we do something for is QualServe. This is one I find probably the most interesting, and I've gotten to do a couple of these loads. So basically, QualServe has a lot of stainless steel appliances. They put together a bunch of you know stainless steel and appliances, and they will go towards a new fast food restaurant or a store that's remodeling and I know off the cuff it's like Dickie's barbecue pit, Dunkin Donuts and Walmart. So basically they'll load one of our trailers and I did this with my trainer. We brought a loaded trailer to a Walmart in North Las Vegas. And what was in that trailer was going to remodel the Walmart's entire vision center. So all the countertops and the displays it, it was everything that could remodel their vision center. I did another one recently where I took it from 
now QualServe is in Fort Smith, Arkansas, where I took a loaded trailer from Fort Smith to Ocean City, Maryland. That was going into a Dunkin' Donuts that was being renovated. I did it another time in just outside of Raleigh. It was another. It was a brand new Dunkin' Donuts in a, the same plaza as a Food Lion out there, and you, you always want you you. I would think, and I remember having this conversation with the uh, the guy in North Carolina. I was just like, so all this stuff that's going in this Dunkin' Donuts, there's nobody around here. You know, you guys get that stuff locally from. He's like, nah, man, it's harder than you think to to fill one of these restaurants and. You know, there's companies that will give you quotes for all the stuff you need. And there's companies that quote us, that quoted us way more than QualServe and gave us way less. And it's just those guys out there and QualServe in Arkansas, you know, they're, they're just the best at what they do. You know, I, I find that stuff interesting. You know, maybe, maybe you do. I don't know. But like, I, I'm just talking about, you know, the cool parts of our job. Another one of our customers is right there in Gravit, Arkansas, too. They're called e- Eagle Plastics, I believe. And they make uh, dock floats because uh, I've always wondered how the wood, <laughs> those wooden planks, you know, at marinas and stuff, how they float. And this is a place it's it, I don't know if it's good for your health or whatever, but you can smell the the melting plastic and they manufacture these dock floats. And I had brought one loaded trailer all the way out to Wilmington, North Carolina. Shout out Wilmington. Had a lot of good times there when I was in the Marines. And then I also brought recently, just this past week, I brought a load of those dock floats up to Warwick, New York, to a marina company. So those are some of our customers. Now, how else do I move out and about throughout the country? And this is what's actually really cool about our company, because it's almost a little bit of a hybrid where we have customers and we move stuff for, and we also drop and hook a couple of trailers for Walmart. But we also do what's called we broker loads. So basically, if I take those dock floats from Gravit, Arkansas to New York, where am I going to go from New York? My trailer is now empty. I'm not just going to drive all the way back to get get more dock floats. So from there, what would happen is we would uh, they'll broker me a load. Basically, my dispatches will go on the freight board online and use software to find freight that needs to move throughout the country. And they'll basically search between city and city of where they want to get me towards for future loads we need to deliver for our customers and do it from there. For example, I mentioned that QualServe load we took from Fort Smith all the way out to North Las Vegas to that Walmart store remodeling their vision center. From there, we were going to go to Southern California where we needed to pick up something that came off a container ship and take it back to Oklahoma. Now, you're not just going to drive hundreds of miles empty. That's a waste of money all the way to Southern California. So what do they do? They brokered us a load where we picked up a bunch of mineral sand from right outside Las Vegas. And that was going to a company that uses it for whatever the fuck they use it for out there in California. So it's just another way for our company to make money. And it's also a way to maximize the amount of money I can make because it gives me basically as many miles as I want to drive. So there you have it. We're kind of up to speed. If you want to go back over the timeline again, I got my CDL at the end of September 2020. Started driving for Pam. Gave him nine months, put it all out there on the floor, left in July 2021, started with R&R, and now we're up here. And I can tell you firsthand that driving for R&R Solutions, I'm very lucky, I'm very blessed, and I'm very happy to be with this company. I'm on a first-name basis with my dispatch. 
we have a great, you know, talking relationship. It's, it's, it's nice that you can, it is nice to, you know, to be an employee of a company, you want to have, you want to feel like your management cares about you. And that's how I feel here. Uh, if I need to get home at the drop of a hat, I can get home. I, I easily can map out the schedule of when I want to be home. And it's just, it works as long as I'm giving them what, you know, what you put out is what you're going to get back kind of with these guys. And, you know, I'm glad I bumped into Brad that day and I'm looking forward to driving with these guys for the foreseeable future. There's really nowhere else to go, but here I'm, there are probably opportunities to make some more money at other companies. I don't doubt it. I see the advertisements for it all the time. And I know that they're probably out there, but the thing is, it's just, I don't got a reason to leave at this point. There are only two places to go from here. And that would be going local, doing something like a cement truck. That's, you know, that's in case I needed to get back home every day. You know, if I wanted to get back over the road and that happens sometimes, Hey, life happens. Not every driver is OTR forever. You know, there's some guys who do that. Hey, more power to them. But it's not a life for everybody. Some people go back to the locals, they get a union job, you know, FedEx, UPS, what have you. Opportunities happen. Or the next step is I get my own truck or multiples of truck and I do the damn thing myself. And could that be the future? We'll wait and see. But for right now, I'm taking it day by day. And I'm just going to enjoy traveling the country, seeing the sights, getting paid to do it, learning some shit and putting it back out here on this podcast to talk to you guys all about it. I will share one anecdote, though, because I get asked this question all the time when I'm out. Everybody wants to always ask about the fucking hookers. Everybody's like, hey, Mike, where, have you seen any lot lizards? Now, when I was with Pam, I think I had eyes on one at uh, out there off of I-10. I was going out to, on my first trip. If you remember from the other episode, I, when I was going out to Montebello, California, I thought I had say, I'm almost positive this driver was with a prostitute because if it was not a prostitute, um, he had quite a taste for women. Uh, that is one that's probably what you'd call uncommon, but I did want to let you all know I did encounter my first actual prostitute recently <laughs> and it's funny if you know me i'm getting older and i'm turning into a fucking huge pussy what's the first thing i do after i meet this estranged woman i text my wife i say yep i just got the uh, the knock on my door and uh because <laughs> i didn't know how to re- I, I really didn't know how to react I, I i couldn't believe it you know i was just like wow here and if you'd have to take a guess, I'll give you a few seconds where you think it was. You're correct. West Virginia. I was at the Beckley Travel Plaza, which I believe is in Beckley, West Virginia. It is Beckley, West Virginia. It's off I-64. And I was I had just gotten done. I did some steps. They got a huge lot for trucks. And I was getting getting a couple miles in on the, the old Apple Watch, making sure I got my my exercise in, it was kind of chilly out. I get back to the truck, I'm cooking dinner in my air fryer, and I get and I get a knock on my door. And now this has happened before in Jackson, Mississippi. I had this fucking clown knock on my door. I thought it might have been another driver. 
you know, maybe, maybe he need, you know, maybe, just, maybe he wanted to talk. Some guys like legit want to fucking talk, you know, they crave that human attention. And I was in Jackson, Mississippi at Petro and I rolled down my window and this guy's talking about uh, how much he loves Jesus Christ and uh, yada, yada, yada. And eventually he's like, oh, you know, I need to get a bus. And I said, I said, dude, fucking take a hike, pal. Like I ain't got time. I was actually trying to sleep too. So I get the knock and I roll down the window. Then <laughs> we're back in West Virginia now. And I see this girl out there and now she is younger and to kind of say this in the best possible way is she was not unattractive is the best way to describe her is it's not like she, it's not like a fucking pan at her cross face. She had all of her teeth. Um, she's kind of awkward shaped though, like her legs. Um, here, here's what she was wearing. She was wearing a, a black North face jacket. Uh, her hair was up in like a messy bun, if that's you want to call it. And then she was wearing like, I guess you call them like pajama shorts. It, like, I don't really know. It looked like they had like teddy bears or something on them. And then she was wearing just like sneakers, like running sneakers with like socks that were like kid socks. They were like mid calves, but those had like fucking gingerbread cookies or some shit on them. I, I don't fucking know. You, you kind of get the picture. But her, the way her legs looked, they were the same uh, width all the way down. So they were just like a, almost like posts. Like the thigh wasn't bigger than the calf. Like it was just straight down. It was just, it was very, it was weird. It was almost like fake looking. And um, it, and I'm going to get to this in a second, but, and then, so I rolled down the window and I looked down and I, I knew what this was. And, you know, I was about to be solicited and uh, she has a cigarette in one hand and in the most West Virginia accent ever, she goes, Hey, you want some company? And I said, no, miss, I'm all set. And I just rolled back up the window. And then that's when I immediately text my wife. And then um, it could have been a cop. And one of my friends was just like, could have been a cop. And I'm just like, if that's what cops in West Virginia are up to right now, then I mean, I don't know what to tell you. All right, so anyways, it won't be that was my first, probably won't be my last. I will keep you guys up to date of all the weird shit I see out here over the road because I could tell you you always see interesting things, people and billboards. But I'm running a little long and I've got some more shit I want to talk about. First of all, of where the hell am I recording from? I had put it on Instagram. I am in Joplin, Missouri. Joplin is in the southwest corner of Missouri. It's right off Interstate 44 and Interstate 49. This is an old mining town. Lead was discovered here before the Civil War, but uh, it didn't really start to develop until afterwards when numerous mining camps started to spring up. And a young cat named John C. Fox filed a plan for a city on the east side of the valley around here. Cox named his village Joplin City after the Spring and Creek, which was nearby which was named after a Reverend Harris G. Joplin, who settled upon its banks in about the 1840s. Now, a gentleman named Patrick Murphy, who lived in Carthage, which is a town nearby, he filed a plan for a city on the opposite side of the valley. He called it Murfreesburg, after himself. (laughs) As the nearest sheriff was in Carthage, frontier lawlessness uh, was big in Joplin. This historic period was referred to as the Reign of Terror, 
The cities eventually merged into what was called Union City, but when the merger was found to be illegal, <laughs> the cities ended up splitting. Murphy had suggested that a combined city should be named Joplin. The cities merged again in March of 1873, this time permanently as the city of Joplin. So the biggest thing that were mined here were lead and zinc, which was often referred to as Jack. And uh, something that happens here every now and again is because of all the old mine shafts is every now and then Joplin actually has some sinkholes. Now, uh, I didn't know that this happened, but yeah, probably at the time I remembered, but back in May of 2011, Joplin actually suffered through the worst tornado in recorded history. Apparently, I had talked to a Lyft driver today, and he said that, you know, weather experts said if there was an F6 rating for a tornado, it would have gotten it. This was a tornado that was two miles in width, and it resulted in the death of over 200 people. It was an absolute catastrophe. That same driver brought me through the basically part of the city that was absolutely destroyed and everything was very new. An old hospital had become a new elementary school. A lot of new houses were built and he showed me where the tornado actually jumped and certain buildings were left untouched. And he's like, yeah, this 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 pool and this um, activity center was untouched because the the tornado actually jumped. It came off the ground came from there this this town you're about two hours south of kansas city here so it's uh it's chief's kingdom down here and this city loves the kansas city chiefs they sell mahomes and travis kelsey jerseys right in their sam's club and that's because after this tornado the kansas city chiefs the nfl team they came down here and they really helped pitch in rebuilding the city uh, with a lot of the cleanup and i thought that was really one of the coolest things about it, at least recently. The second coolest thing is kind of their claim to fame is two things. Joplin's an old stop off Route 66, and there's a Petro uh, truck stop right off 44. That's a very famous stop for trucks and cars. But also, it was a famous hideout for the fugitives, Bonnie and Clyde. So the story goes that in 1933, during the Great Depression, the notorious criminals Bonnie and Clyde spent a couple weeks here in Joplin, and they robbed stores and businesses in the area. Eventually, a neighbor of where they were saying tipped off the police. Joplin police then went to go try to arrest them, but they ended up escaping only after killing two police officers, one a constable who was John Wesley Harriman and Detective Harry McGinnis. But in their escape, they left a bunch of their possessions behind of letters and notes, including a camera and the Joplin Globe, which is a newspaper. I walked right by their building today, printed the film, which showed that legendary picture of Bonnie holding Clyde at a mock gunpoint. And Bonnie has her foot on the car fender, posed with the pistol in her hand and the cigar in her mouth. I thought it was pretty cool. And you can actually go see the house that they stayed at today in the garage that they hid out in. And the Missouri Advisory Council on Historic Preservation nominated the house where they stayed, uh, which is at 34th Street and Oak Ridge Drive, uh, to be included in the National Register of Historic Places. And I want to thank Joplin, Missouri for their hospitality. I'm sure I'll be back here again very soon. RR Solutions headquarters is only about an hour south. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, 
you'll know that I had mentioned that I wasn't sleeping in my truck during my 34-hour reset. I was actually in a hotel. That is a perk of working at R&R Solutions. They give us what's called a CLC card, which has negotiated rates with hotels and motels throughout the country. Some of them have truck parking, some of them don't. And I was able to get a room at the Drury Inn & Suites, which is right next to the Sam Club. So I parked for free. I got a free hotel room. I was able to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens in a barn burner. It's awesome. It's been such a great weekend. Now, here we are in September, that time of year where Spotify comes out with one of its coolest features called Spotify Wrapped, which basically tells you your top songs that you've listened to, your top artists, your top podcasts. And people normally share it to social media and Facebook and Instagram. You know, it's it's actually funny. There's people out there who go out of their way to go online and say, no one has to see your Spotify wrapped. Nobody cares and wants to see it. You know, I used to be one of those people, too, when I fucking hated myself. It was a negative piece of shit. And then you grow the fuck up about it because you know what? I love seeing your Spotify rep because I love seeing what you love and I love seeing what makes you happy as a person because what makes you happy in return makes me happy. Now, I don't want to get off on a tangent because I can and I think I will very soon, but I'm going to just bring it right back to Spotify wrapped real quick. And I just want to say thank you to all of my friends who reached out and showed me that I popped up on your podcast list for your Spotify wrapped. Some of you who reached out, we haven't seen each other in years. We haven't spoken in a little while. And like I said, time and time again, this is just a good way for us to keep in touch. And I've also said time and time again that I want to use this platform to make new friends, whether it's other guys over the road, people interested in getting their CDL, or just people who want to know what it's like, you know, for a guy living over the road. And right now I want to give... My first shout out, got a DM on Instagram the other day from a gentleman, fellow driver, Zoltan Tomasi, my boy. If I butchered your name, let me know, but I wanted to give him a quick shout out. He said he found me because he was searching for trucking podcasts and happened upon mine, and he said that him and I have kind of a similar story. Zoltan was a guy who became a teacher. He was a teacher for 10 years, and you know, it wasn't his cup of tea, so he recently got his CDL. Now he's out here getting it himself. Uh, so looking forward to being in touch, man. Thank you all so much for listening. From the bottom of my heart, it means so much to be able to talk to you all. We will talk again before the holidays. I promise there's a lot of shit I want to get off my chest and some stuff I want to leave in 2021 as we dive into the 20 deuce deuce. And I hope you're here for it. If you or anybody you know is interested in getting their CDL, please reach out to me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lombard Trucking. And if you ever want to talk at all, I'll be here.